Hey everyone, Basies are live on your favorite local radio with all the news, reviews, and gossip. This is your host, Miral. I'm Scott. And I'm Zane. And this is Daisy.Live Show. Hi everyone, this is Daisy's.Live. I'm Scott. I'm Miral. And we are here on uh, January 17th, and it has been it has been quite a time. So let's just ignore all of that and dive right in. What do you think? I think that's a great idea, Scott. <laughs> we don't want to talk about what's going on. We <laughs> do. We do, um, but we should not. Okay. Let's let's pretend that we are in this fantasy world and we're going yes. to dive straight into yes. Yes. Hollywood. <laughs> yes. First up, we have the review of Kagas, which released uh, last week. It released on Z5 last week. Uh, we will review Andadun and Chandni Bar. And I say these movies with great... Uh, these are fantastic movies, by the way. But why we're we reviewing older movies is because our friend here, Scott, loves Taboo now. So we moved on from Pankaj Tripathi and we've landed on whoa, Taboo. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Let's Let's... Let's let's classify the the love I have for Pankaj Tripathi and the love I have for Taboo. They are, they are different. There's a it's a different kind of enthusiasm. Would you Okay. You, yeah. Yeah. They're different. All right. We'll we'll dive dive into that one once we start reviewing the movies which I'm pretty sure you saw. Then we will yes. review Sir. Sir was a movie I watched a long time ago. It was the Indian entry to Cannes uh, in 2018. And uh, since then, the movie has been picked up by Netflix, acquired rights by Netflix, and Netflix has it streaming now. And it's a movie to watch, Telu Tomas Shomei's Sir. And then we will review the Suitable Boy, which I know, Scott, you loved. And we'll wrap the show by talking about Shreya Bhopana, Miss India America, who we spoke to last week. Uh, just a fascinating young woman. I really, she really is. enjoyed. She, she most certainly is. I absolutely love talking to her. Yes, yes, me too. So, what do you want to start with? Do you want to? Do you want me to start with reviewing Kagas first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so it's an original film from Z Five, and it's it's a story of a man who was declared dead on paper, and he didn't know that. So uh, he wants a loan. He runs a band, a marriage band. You know, in India, when marriages happen. It's not a marching band, but it's like a Bollywood band. The, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. So, so when, cool. the, when the procession from the guy's, a guy's side reaches the girl's home, it comes with a band where the procession members from the boy's side dance to music. And this guy literally owns a shop and a, and a band. So he wants to, he, he has great demand in his village. So he wants a loan to increase capacity. He goes to the bank and the bank says, okay, great. What will you give me as guarantee? He said, hey, I've got some ancestral property, which I can give you as guarantee. So he goes to his ancestral village where his relatives live and, and he asks them for land documents. They tell him, hey, they don't have it. So he goes to the, um, uh, to the office of the government office to ask for land documents where the government officer, who is a school friend of the guy, he knows the guy from childhood, um, says, hey, but you're declared dead here. <laughs> so sorry, I can't give you any papers because on paper you're dead and your entire property has been transferred to your relatives. So this so, is where I do blinking guy meme, where I just 
What? Excuse me? Yeah. So apparently in India, it's very common for people to... (laughs) To be declared dead? To be declared dead. And and I didn't know this. uh, I was being sarcastic and smartass. Really? Really? This is common. It's It's based on a real life story of a guy who struggled 20 years to make a change in papers where they undeclare him dead. Literally. What? Yes. Okay. I learned something today. All right. This is, okay, please continue. This is, yes, so let's very, go. very interesting plot based on a real life story. Uh, and, I would say uh, so. And very well executed by Pankaj Tripathi. Is he in it? Uh, yeah, he's the hero. He's the lead. <laughs> he's, he's, the, the guy. he's the guy declared dead. Oh my gosh! And and you know he tries everything. He tries getting arrested. He tries to kidnap somebody so that they could arrest him. So that on paper they have to file a paper. Sure, sure, sure. Crime has been committed right, by right. him so that they can undeclare him dead. But <laughs> nothing works. <laughs> okay, now we're laughing about nothing this. Works. And is it is it a is it a comedy? It sounds like a comedy. It's a social comedy. It is drama comedy. It, it's dramedy. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, not. It's it, not like a goofy goofball. No, it you is can a definitely go that way. Of a real guy, okay. and then right. when when his story gets picked up by media, it seems that there are other people in his vicinity who are also declared dead. They don't exist on paper, but they're alive. <laughs> so I'm going to watch he, this. He's a political party out of them, and you know what he does? What? He really. When the late Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi, he's a son of Indira Gandhi, um, uh, was was uh, participating um, in elections from a, a place in Uttar Pradesh, which is a state in India called Amethi, uh, this guy actually fielded himself as a candidate against from the party, from the Dead People's Party. He called his party Dead People's Party. Literally, he contested elections against the Prime Minister of India. Just so that he could be named, just so that he could he could he could really prove wow. that he exists in in some government record. How does amazing it movie, amazing, uh, amazingly written. Uh, Pankaj Tripathi, of course, he's he's phenomenal in this entire role, and it's a movie I highly recommend. It just it hits you somewhere because the system is so our political and and somebody says it in the movie. One of the politicians says it in the movie that in our country, democracy is not for the people. It's set up to benefit few. And um, it's a it's, it's a real life story of a guy who was dead on paper. It took him 20 years to get the government to replace the records. Wow. OK, that's I that sounds hilarious and a little odd and i am i am definitely going to watch that absolutely it's a go but for now let's slide a song in here uh i'm going to play something more chirpier than (laughs) the story of a guy who doesn't exist in paper i'm going to go for my favorite song it's kurgi chul um motion picture kapoor and sons it's sung by bacha and amal malik here we go Hi, everyone. This is Daisies.Live. I'm Scott, and we are back. And uh, that is a cool song. But now let's move on to more important things. And b- before we get into this, I just want you to know my four-year-old son walked into the room while I was finishing up the uh, ch- chandni bar, and he said, is that taboo? <laughs> because he had heard me talking about the, the one, the only, the luminous, the magical taboo. So, and I said, yes, that is taboo. 
And then he kept asking me what the subtitle said. And I was like, you, you really trust me, kid. Don't it's, a long, know. It's, it's complicated. Yeah, you don't want to know. So, so let's talk about Andadun and Charmy Bar. Oh, my think? gosh. Wow. Two very, very, very different movies with completely different sides to Taboo. Um, Andadun was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious, even though it was serious. I thought there was this you know, a lot of people die and there's, there's people being kept hostage. And, but it was an, ex there was something very funny about it because the premise is we have a, we have a guy faking that he's blind, acting like he's a blind musician. And uh, he, he's doing it as a challenge to see if it makes him a better musician. And then, um, and then all of a sudden something crazy happens. And I mean, it's just, you, you don't like the movie's just winding along. I didn't know what to expect. Is this going to be a romantic comedy? Cause there's a love interest in the beginning and then boom, something <laughs> happens and there's a dead body in the place where he's playing music. And you know, it just, it just hits so fast. And I love when that happens. I love when you're just moving along and all of a sudden the, the storyline just, just out of nowhere hits you. Um, and then it's just one bad thing after another there's a constant playing back and forth between can he see and does does he does he not see people who knows people who know that he can see versus people who don't and it's just a very complicated convoluted and extremely funny story which has a tremendous ending which honestly the very very beginning and the very end are so important to the story and often it's it's easy to forget the first thing, like the first scene, unless it's some crazy thing, it was very easy for me to forget what happened. But I, I read about it. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I read about it because I was, I wanted to make sure. The very, very end, the final scene, he kicks a can. He kicks it away, and I thought, wait a minute, that seemed very intentional. Can he still see? Did his eyesight get saved? Because it's, believe me, if you haven't seen the movie, I know I'm, I'm talking in these weird riddles, but it makes sense if you've seen it. There's, there's a whole, re you don't know if he has his sight back, because for a while he really was blind. It's, it's extremely complicated. But the very first thing, there's a, there's a saying that's on the screen. And it says something to the effect of the key to life is, the, the key to a good life is the liver. And I, and I thought, I thought, wait a minute, is this, is this like a poor translation? What is going on here? And it turns out that, <clears throat> quote unquote, the liver is an integral part of the story. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's very, it's a complex story. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of deception. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Taboo was magnificent. She was gorgeous. It was, it was, I loved this movie. It was so much fun to watch. And the very, very, the very beginning and the very end were absolutely crucial. That's not always the case in a lot of movies, especially um, silly comedies. Uh, but it was, yeah, silly comedy might be strong, but you see my point. Very beginning and the very end tie everything together and make you wonder if you really understood what happened. So that was that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would recommend it to anyone who wants to watch. Um, it's just a fun movie with the, with a lot of ins and outs. So that is completely different from Chandni Bar, like a, a 180 degrees. There is nothing funny or amusing about Chandni Bar. Um, once again, Taboo is in it. Thank you again for the, the assignment with Taboo. Um, this is just a really sad movie about the horrible uh, 
about poverty, about ethnic tension, about um, being trapped, trapped in poverty, trapped in horrible circumstances, being trapped um, by the company of terrible people and consequences of awful actions. It was, it was a, um, it was just a, it was a, re it was a very powerful film. I enjoyed it, but in a very different way from um, Andadun. It was, uh, it's not a light film, um, but it's an important one, and I'm glad I saw it. What did you think of Taboo? The, she was a stark difference in characters and her 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 just presence. She was in Andadun. She was hysterical in that sort of. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get out of this, right? I, you know, she just she took charge. <laughs> she committed crimes. <laughs> she made people suffer, but it was you know it was all in the service of this fun, funny plot. In Chandni Bar, it was a completely different side of her. I don't think she smiled, but once, maybe once or twice in the entire film, she just looked sad, forlorn, heavy. Um, uh, it was entirely both. She was in completely believable in both. She was luminous in both. Um, but as an act, as an actor, she was fantastic in both. So it was um, the, the two films could not have been different, more different. But uh, I, I loved them both, and I loved uh, Taboo in both of them. Perfect. So, uh, time what to we, slide in a song. Yeah. What are we listening to? We're listening to Sajna Sajna from the motion picture Chameli. Here we go. Hi, everyone. This is Daisy's Live. We're back. I am Scott, and we have uh, we finished the taboo portion of the show, and now we are. What are we moving into next? What are we? What are we talking uh, we will about? review Sir. Um, as I said earlier, Sir was released at Cannes in 2018 which is almost three years back um it's rohena Guerra's. it it's masterful it's romantic and it is it it almost uh gets you questioning class divide so it's a story of a guy who comes back from the states he's engaged to be married to a girl and the um at, he leaves her at the altar because she's having an affair with somebody else or some such backstory which is told in parts and patches. He's at home and he has a domestic worker, a servant at home, who he falls in love with. And uh, the class divide um, is such that even the woman doesn't have the courage to own the relationship, even go out with him, even have the courage to uh, be a part of his, his circle. So it's a story really beautifully told. She lives in this small room next to the kitchen Whereas, you know, he's the owner's son and he's, he's, he's this really broad-minded guy. And uh, they just find each other, they fit into each other's lives because of empathy and whatever they're undergoing in their own lives. And uh, just the fact that she cannot move on from the, the tag of being a servant. And it's really beautifully told. It, it's sad in parts because these are social labels that we have given to parts of the society. And before, before this movie, I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't thought of such a connection. I mean, oh, any well-to-do Indian household will have several servants. And I hadn't thought of that connection. Got me thinking as well, labels. Mm. I think would it's a movie that everyone, everyone should watch. 
it's streaming on Netflix. And uh, the review is up online on Daisy's Door Live, on our Insta and YouTube and Facebook, Daisy's Live, and on Twitter, Daisy's Dot Live. All right. So um, let's listen to a song. What are we? What are we going to, to hear? Hey, I'm gonna um, since I played Sajnavasagna earlier, I'm gonna play a song from Andadun that I really enjoyed. The song that the guy plays on the piano, Nena the Kakasur. It's sung by Amitravedi. Here's a song. This is Daisy's Live. I'm Scott, and we are back. And I remember that he was was he really playing? Was that actor really? Because it certainly looked like he was playing the piano. We will get into the story of that specific actor soon. Okay. We're taking you through this Bollywood journey, Scott. Uh, yes, okay. All right. All I'm, right. I don't, I'm, I revealing, won't... I'm revealing actors and circumstances <laughs> and themes to you layer by layer by oh. layer so that you enjoy this journey. As much as I love Bollywood, I know you're starting to start um, appreciating it a lot more than okay. you did right. before we started all this, right? Yes. Okay. So, well, I, fair enough. I will not jump ahead. I will. We uh, will. No, we, we will do that. We'll get to, his name is Aishman Kurana, and we'll yes. get to his cinema. He has, Aishman Kurana has in the last five to six years redefined Indian cinema. He's taken the mantle of super hit movies away from the big stars that do, that, that do characters that are outlandish, that can take 10 bullets and still live, to... He's, he's your next door guy who brings that simplicity and uh, innocence of India to your to the screen. I can see and that. He's, yeah. he's deliberately picked up projects where he has challenged social norms. Like, for example, he's picked up a story. Um, I remember I noticed him first in a story called Wiki Donor. And we'll go there. We'll do Aishman Kurana in detail. We'll do Wiki Donor in detail. Wiki Donor is a story of a kid who... Uh, starts donating to sperm banks. <laughs> Zen and I absolutely, if there is an Aishman Kurana movie playing, we would, as a rule, go watch it because we okay. know it'll be different and we know it'll be, it'll be crazy. Well, the interesting thing about Andadun is that it wasn't, I mean, it was about a musician and it was a, and it was a, a silly crime caper thing, but it also was about, it. we didn't really get into it, it was about organ donation in the black market. And how scary, like one bad night, one, you go missing, you have a, you get lost and all of a sudden you've run into the wrong people. Some really bad things can happen to you just because of that black market for organs. It, and it, it, I mean, it's what the, it's what the, in, in some sense, it's what the entire movie is all about. I was talking earlier about the beginning and the very beginning and the very end tying together, th th speaking about the liver was actually right. I mean, it was about the liver. Whose liver? I'm not going to say, just in case. But um, anyway, all right. Well, that's that's it. If we're going to get back to him, that's great. But I see what you're saying. He's an interesting guy, and he's got a real presence too. He looks like an everyman, and at the same time, he's the camera really loves him, and he's got a presence that's uh, it's undeniable. So totally, totally. And so, uh, with that, we move on to. Reviewing a suitable boy, Scott. Yes. Well. Okay. Yes, I did. I. I had. I have. Um. I did not read the novel. First of all, it's based on a what a, a hugely successful novel. Yeah, uh, I read it back in school. It's a huge. It's a big book. It's 
1700 pages yeah. or something yeah i have i have not i did not read it um but i enjoyed the series i enjoyed some of the stories i gotta be honest with you i did not like other stories i thought i i cr i cried i was in tears with um uh, the, the taboo story not because of taboo but um the young man uh ishan cotter mm -hmm. was that was that the mon. mon exactly um taboo's lover that whole storyline got me but the other storyline with his sister-in-law um was less convincing to me mm -hmm. go on go on she says all right yeah no, um, they're not separate stories you know they're interconnected plots well yes 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 I, I i i see that but i mean as far as like the development of the two stories they they were specific things going on that didn't overlap mm -hmm. um I, and okay so the idea is for those who are unfamiliar with this with both the series and the book the, the idea is this in this particular storyline the young woman her mother is trying to, her, they've lost their father, her father, and they're trying to find a suitable boy. They're trying to find a husband for her. And she is in love. And this is just four years after India's independence. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a, it's an interesting time, right? In, in India's history, it's 1951. Um, there's a lot going on to say the least. And she falls in love with a, she falls in love with a young Muslim man that, and, it is abundantly clear that that is unacceptable to her family and to most of society that she runs around with. Um, she, there is um, another boy that she, a young man that she likes, a, a poet. He's very, he's a, he's extremely good looking. He's, he's, ex, he's very romantic. He's, he has comes he's from sophisticated a sophisticated and sophisticated. And he comes from this crazy family, <laughs> um, but he's also a bit of a womanizer. He's there's, there's a lot going on with that guy. And then there's the third guy, uh, what was his name, Hanesh? Was that his name? Harish. Harish, excuse me. And he was the, um, the first two guys were extremely good looking. And he was just a, a plain, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, he was the least attractive of the three. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, and not only least attractive, but I thought he was the least suitable as well. <laughs> well, that was, the, he was, he was, he was a businessman. He was a shoemaker. He was a, and, and he took his job very seriously. He was a very stable man. He was a very kind person. Um, he was a little, he was a little dull. And the part, the reason that I did not particularly like that storyline, because on the, there was her, her man, her, that was her brother-in-law. Brother-in-law's brother. Yeah. Brother-in-law's brother. Right. They were extended family. He, he fell in love with taboo. Who wouldn't? He fell in love with Taboo and got involved strangely in politics and had some some uh, disagreements with his father. So that was a whole thing over here. But it, as far as the story with, I I was waiting. I was waiting for, it all came down to who is she going to pick, right? There's clearly these three women. Mom obviously loves Harish. She initially was head over heels in love with the young Muslim man who liked poetry. He was a historian, wasn't a particularly religious it seemed like a, they seemed really happy together. And then the poet, I think, was just a, a fling. He was just a, a, a peacock. So the question was, as, as it went further and further down the line, who was she going to pick? Who was it going to be? And the thing that made her pick, can we say who she picked? No, let's not. All right. The, okay, so I won't say who she picked. But the thing who, the, the, the moment in, in the story when she decides 
And it's, she's, she's like, all of a sudden she says it to herself. It's because her brother made fun of the guy. And that is, and I just didn't believe it at all. I didn't, I didn't buy it for a second. She seemed, she didn't, I just, it was like all of a sudden now she's in love with him and she wants to marry him. I, I, I. So, so you need to understand in those times, people did not marry before because they were in love in arranged marriages condition is i get that, that. that you don't fall in love you just I get marry that. somebody who's suitable that. to your family it's a suitable boy <laughs> i know i that's the title and i fully understood that but hmm. the the um I, I don't think he was a suitable he was exactly suitable for her because she came from a uh, not only was she more, she was liberal. She wanted to have her opinion, and she she was, Love was inclined towards to the arts. Yes, and she used to. She, she was could, romantic, no question. Absolutely, and and she wanted to have an opinion. She wanted to have that space. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I thought for 1951, 1952, that was an amazing woman. Yes, right there. No question. No question. Right there, and Calcutta was a buzzing society. Is beautifully culturally rich, and uh, the British left a lot for India to play with. They, they did. That was so kind of them. That was so good of them to do. Oh, that. we will, we will never forget it. Trust us. <laughs> 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 they, they, they did take a lot of money from us. So. I, I'm sure. <laughs> when I say us, plenty. I mean as an Indian. <laughs> so. No, I, I, I understood. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so from that perspective, I thought, I thought she was, uh, she. She would have really gelled well with the poet Amit. I don't disagree with that. I I think look, it's it's I'm, we're not going to spoil it. I think it's pretty clear who we're talking about. I, she seemed uninterested in him throughout the entire show. She seemed uninterested in what her mother wanted. She seemed uninterested in him as a person. She she was unpleasant to him when he came to visit. She, I just I. And then all of a sudden her brother made fun of him. And that was, that was the, the moment where she had her, you know what? You know what? I'm going to be kind to yeah, him and marry him. Yeah, it was come bad. on. Come on. Like, like, no, girl. No, no. No, girl. No. No, no. And I you liked her. You marry people because you're feeling bad for them. So she practically married the guy because she felt bad for him. I, exactly. I wanted, it was, I, I know who I wanted her to marry, but you know, it, I would have been happy with either of the two, not, not who she picked. So yeah, true, true, true. on the other and hand, on the mine. other hand, oh my God. Oh, first man. First, Mon falls in love and everything is amazing. And then he saves, he gets involved indirectly into politics and saves someone's life and becomes this hero. And then, and then everything just goes downhill so quickly. And I, when he, I really liked his friend. When he saved his friend's life during those religious riots, I was so proud of him. I was so happy for him. I was like, you, you were kind of a selfish guy. Like, remember when, um, when, when his friend, when his Urdu teacher said, I need you to help me and talk to the villagers and we're going to, and, and then Taboo wrote him a letter saying, please come home. I miss you so much. And he opened the letters like, sorry, bro, I got to go. <laughs> I got to leave. Taboo's <laughs> calling me. I got to go. I, you, your political thing's important and I'll, I'll be back eventually, but my love is calling me. I've got to go visit her. And shortly after that, everything went downhill and I, I and then his his buddy that he saved he turns around and and there's a it, 
it's a it's an extremely serious scene and then he goes to prison and uh, it's just all kinds of terrible things happen i'm not going to spoil it but the way that storyline resolved was extremely moving to me and i bought that much more than i bought um the way the girl's mind booked <laughs> exactly not, not even the just the whole the whole way it was built up the whole way it was built up but yes i didn't the way the girl's mind worked in that particular scene i just it just uh, but the the other storyline was much more convincing to me and it, it got me i i was i was bawling and i do i will i will get i will get into a story and i will i will get all i will yell at the tv i will i will cry i will you know did you will, cry oh i cried oh yeah i was bawling yeah it was wow. intense yeah it i loved intense. it I, you know what I loved about the entire series, Scott, was the writing. Uh, oh, it was yes, yeah. We haven't talked about that. Pages of story. I remember when I read it. I read it for like over months. Right, I was still in school, and I read it over months. And to condense that into six episodes, mm, yeah, and to condense it in a way that it doesn't leave out the essence of the era. You got to bring together so many things over there. The little symbolic scenes of the era, the people, how how different people were, the culture, the amalgamation of no what question. what the Britishers left and what the Indians continued with right after yes. independence. To bring that entire thing together pictorially must have been quite a task. But well, uh, it was it was I I had a very strong sense of what India was like in the early 50s. It 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 was beautiful again and we we talk about this a lot and we haven't talked about it about this particular series but from a technical perspective as usual and this was a BBC production but still it was gorgeous. It was I mean it was beautifully shot. The lighting, the the angles, the everything about it was fantastic. There were it was um it conveyed the emotion and the energy and the colors. It was once again it was a it was a fantastic um series from a technical perspective and yeah, one and of, as, and as Miran Miranas says that no scene is just a scene the scene has to convey a lot I if you go through the series scene by scene every scene even if it's just the blank sky conveys something it speaks it it did and it had a feeling there was a there was something about the the series that I I have not seen much in the past it what what you were talking about every scene felt not just what the actors were saying the, yes. the lighting and the and the, the the shots and what was in the scene felt like it was a part of the dialogue it felt like it was a part of the story and certainly that happens in bits and pieces in everything but this felt much more comprehensive this felt much more um deliberate and um thoughtful it was it was beautiful have you watched any of the other works of Mira Nair? Not that I'm aware of. Have you watched Namesake? No. I have you watched Mississippi Masala? No, but I know of it. I know of it. That was that was probably what 15 20 years ago? Yeah, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Sarita Chaudhary started yeah. with Mississippi Masala, right? So, if you see her work, her work is uh, there's another movie called Monsoon Wedding and we'll go down Mira Nair lane as well the filmmaking that Mira Nair does is consistent. It, the scenes say more than the dialogues do. And that's, that's the ability of this director. I know a few episodes of this series were also directed by Shimit Amin, 
and I have huge respect for that director as well. And uh, you don't see the difference because the form of filmmaking is the same. And the form of filmmaking is reliance on scenes to convey a lot more than what the dialogues do. And I thought that was a phenomenal undercurrent of this yes, entire. That's a, that's a good word for it too. It was, a, it was an undercurrent. It was, yeah, it was, and it was constant. So it was, uh, it was a, it was an excellent series in many, many ways. I was a bit disappointed in the, like I said, in that storyline that we discussed earlier about Lata and whom she chose. But uh, overall, I still enjoyed it very much. I would recommend it to anyone, especially someone interested in the specifics of Indian culture at that time, because it was, it was a, it was a, it was a strange time. You and we haven't even talked about how there was the that secondary story about what it was to be Indian in that time uh, when a lot identity. of people were, yeah, a lot of people were were openly embracing Britishness. Yes. And there was the one of uh, the one guy, the the brother who who had a drinking problem, and he at one point he was drunk and and he said, um, "What they they were making fun of him for wearing?" And he said, "What's wrong with wearing Indian clothes?" His own his own family is making fun of him for wearing Indian clothes. Well, uh, India had that British hangover. They still have the British hangover for sure. You know, no, I get it. Since then, it's been seven to eight decades since the British left, but. And that and that that theme kept came back every once in a while. It was it was not, it wasn't something that got shoved down our throat. You know, it wasn't no. uh, it, because, but, because it, that's very Indian. That's a part of Indian culture now. It's it still remains a part of Indian culture because, you know, hey, uh, whatever said and done, a lot of our institutions were built by the British in the two hundred plus years that they were in India. That's a very long time. They married a lot of Indians, so there's an entire tribe of. Anglo-Indians living in India created a lot of a lot of institutions. For example, Indian Railways. It's the largest uh, employer of people in the world. Having said all of this, the, the infrastructure, the institutions, the the format of the constitution, the the idea of democracy, the fact that before the British left, there was the princely states of India, but India really actually came together as a country only after the British left. So the princely states signed allegiance to to republic. Right? So all these things happened because of the British. So that carried on in in character. Right? Oh, now remember, remember, as as an American who loves history and has spent a lot of time in England and in France, I am well aware of the complicated relationship that uh, colonials have that, with their exactly the colonials have, exactly in particular. <laughs> The United Kingdom. So I, yeah, I'm. It's not the same, but I definitely get the whole, the uh, that. Let's just leave it at the, the difficult and odd and problematic relationship. It is a relationship. It's a relationship forever. You will never get rid of. Yeah. It. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, well, well, that was that was fun. That? Yeah. That, that was fun. A suitable boy review is up on our website and on our social media. On what, are our, we, what are we listening to now? Yeah. We're listening to. Um, I want to. I want to bring in this peppy song from the motion picture cocktail. It's called Tumiho Bandu. It's sung by Nira Shridhar and Kavita Seth. Here we go. All right. Hi everyone, Daisy's Live. This is Scott, and uh, I'm here with Morale, and we are back. And now we get to talk about someone that uh, I'm just. I feel very fortunate to have met and spoken with, and she's a she's a fascinating young woman. Her name is Shriya Bopana. 
Miss India America 2020. Yes. We spoke to her about the entire process of her winning the Miss India America title, but also the person that she is and what she aspires to be. Scott, what did you think? I told my wife that that um, she's the sort of person that gives me hope for the future, and and I and I don't mean that um, that's not hyperbole. That's not an exaggeration. She is, she's just a, she's a brilliant, interesting, motivated, dedicated, fantastic person. She's just a good person, and she's very impressive. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to her. She's the, she's just the sort of person that if we could clone her, and attack the world's problems we could solve a few years seriously she's just we could we could and she has she has this focus on what she wants to do which i i feel at her age a lot of young kids don't and she is extremely focused and clear in her head about the things that she's doing and i thought that was an immense uh, ability that she possessed um but here is an excerpt of our conversation with her Uh, have a listen Welcome everyone. We're here with Shreya Bopana. I hope I pr- pronounced it right, Shreya. Yes, you are. And she was Miss India America for year 2020. So okay. Shreya, welcome to the show. Uh, we're facing her live and uh, fun to have you here. Tell us more about yourself. Sure. So I am, as you already mentioned, Miss India America 2020. I'm also an undergraduate student at Carnegie Mellon studying business, and that I feel is my main identity. And um, so what? how did you get started on Miss India America? What, what got you going? Of course, everybody has their own quarantine hobbies. I just happened to pick up pageantry. You know, everybody- As one does, dating. sure. Right, of course. Sure. You know, some people read books, some people bake cookies, and I I picked up a crown. (laughs) It's very casual. (laughs) The crown. Right. (laughs) The American crown. We could have an entire series in this one. I'm so so creative. (laughs) Seriously. Tell me more about the process. Sorry. Yeah, let's let's talk about that because, I mean, just to take up a page, what, what, what was it about the process that interested you? And secondly... Um, did any of this happen? I mean, we have, these are strange times. Mm-hmm. So was any of it real or was all of it done virtually? So all of it was done virtually. And the main reason that I actually got into pageantry is I did want to do it when I was in high school about, I would say 2017. I almost sent in the application for states and then I was too nervous and I chickened out because I was like, oh, walking across the stage, like that, I don't know how to do that. I've never walked in like six inch heels. I don't really know how to do any of that. So I got too scared and I backed out of it. And I decided I was like, now that it's virtual during quarantine, maybe, maybe this will give me some time to be in the comfort of like my own home surrounded by my family who's like cheering me on in the background of every video and be able to take that step forward to actually go ahead and pick up pageantry. Very interesting. And um, so what is the process of doing this entire thing? Do you have to qualify? How many other contestants were there? Of course. So there were a couple contestants in Miss and Mrs. And I competed for when it came to um, states, I competed against two. And then when it was nationals, I had 15 girls against me. So we had quite a bit of training to go through. For states, we didn't have as much of a, um, I would say like a set guideline. There weren't times when we had to come in for training, for interviewing and speaking. They kind of left all of that to us. So if we wanted to have a pageant coach, it was up to us. If we wanted to have a walk coach, again, 
completely up to us. They didn't mandate any of those things, but when it came to states, they did have some training sessions. So I would have to log in and they would mention, for the next round, you're going to do evening dress. Please make sure to keep it this amount of time within this space. Please send us a sample video of what you're going to say. You have to wear these, these, and these colors. And also make sure you cannot talk beyond these guidelines, but you cannot talk you know, like you have, there are certain things you have to mention. So there were like a lot more specifications for nationals than there were for states. Oh, wow. Long process. Yeah. Um, they so take about, I would say, a month or so from start to finish when you are sending in the videos or you're doing your Zoom interviews and calls, like all of it, just that part takes a whole month in and of itself. So what's the next step? What do you get to do now? Well, I'm about to graduate from Carnegie Mellon, actually, so I'm very excited because I am entering the job force, but... Congratulations! Thank you. All fingers crossed, I do mm -hmm. hope to get into a graduate program. My parents both have their master's, so it's always been a dream of mine to get my MBA, or as I was actually talking to Scott earlier, I am currently considering a master's in broadcast journalism, and I'm weighing those options, and I'm not sure which one I want to take up. You'll do great Very in either true. one, no question. You will you, you will be fantastic in either one. But oh, I think so I, I think I think broadcast journalism just is I mean, you just you're a natural. <laughs> Morale, look at her. I mean she's just she's just a natural. <laughs> you are a natural. Thank you, so much. you should you should get internships right away and you know, pursue your I You'll mean, get in. Just, just if, if, you if there's know. any if there's any doubt or will I get into hopefully I'll get oh, it. You said something about hopefully I'll get you'll get in. Trust me. <laughs> Yes. Scott, Scott, she's she's Miss India America. There are no doubts. She's she's one in a billion. Not okay. A million. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. She was being, I know she was half, being modest and being being realistic and not not wanting to. I understand that, but you did say something to the effect of you know, hopefully I'll get you'll get in. That's yeah, let's just yeah, you'll get in. That so. just made my day, guys. <laughs> my future is set. <laughs> There you go. Well, you've got Scott and Moral taking care of it. So we've, yes. We do the job normally. We, that's right. That's right. Um, I would I would like to, if we could, just for a, a moment to, to go back and talk about the pageant, because you and I spoke earlier about it. And the, one of the things that, that stood out from that earlier conversation was what you thought the hardest thing was about, it was not what I would have uh, expected. So can you tell us what uh, what the hardest thing was in, the, in the actual thing. doing of the pageant? Of course, well, the one thing nobody expects, but it's the walk. And I know nobody expects that. They always say it's the interview. They always say it's getting your philanthropy correct or getting ready for what you're gonna say on stage. But it really is your walk because it's a whole choreography. And I was very lucky to have danced in the past. So I picked it up really quickly, but I did have someone training me on my walk and it was crazy. There are mandates in pageantry that you have to wear at least 5.5 inch heels, minimum. Six is the average. Usually most girls do strut in six inch heels. Yes, if you see Miss Universe, Miss World, they're all strutting in six inch heels at least. And then on top of it, you have to learn how to walk a very specific way. So there is the hip movement, there's the leg movement, there's the cross, and then there's the facials. And then once you put them all together, you choreograph a whole routine. So first you have to learn how to balance weight. And it's crazy because you're only balancing your weight on one foot at a time in order to make the appearance of like the glide. And then once you learn that, they teach you how to put one foot in front of the other. So now not only are you balancing and shifting weight of your body from one foot to another, you're doing it in a straight line. It's kind of like walking on a tightrope. 
then you have to add hips because you know your natural body movement isn't enough it has to be exaggerated on stage once you've gotten that down you can't look down anymore you have to look and flirt with the audience as we like to call it so you have to start getting your facials in shape and once you've done that you learn spins you learn slow-mos you learn hair twirls it's all a choreography it was absolutely insane and i found that so difficult that is that is just amazing. You're a you're a senior at Carnegie Mellon at an elite university. You've got your own TV show. You have a cause, and yet it's the walking. It's so the why walking. Why about the TV show? I didn't know about the TV show. Tell yeah, me let's talk about, about that. All right, so so but as as the perfect lead in, tell us about the philanthropy and your and your cause. Tell us about that. So my philanthropy is actually human trafficking, and I specifically zeroed in on sex trafficking for my pageantry. And my platform supports the Save Our Stars Foundation. So Save Our Stars is supporting child and female sex trafficking in India and Nepal. And we basically have a clinic. So last summer, we built a clinic in Sangha, and wow. we populated it with medical professionals, and we have medicine. And it was great to actually, this past weekend, I was able to get a video tour of the place, and it, it looks so great. And they apparently started housing maternity wards, I think, just because they did, it's so rural, and what? they don't really have access to a lot of facilities in That's that area. Amazing. Yeah, they started using the hospital for multiple things, which I obviously kind of like very i'm very happy about that it's serving so many purposes beyond what i expected and now we have just recently joined the dc human trafficking task force and we are on the path to joining the united nations as an official partner brilliant that's a, that's a lot of good work by the way and you know it's a um and that part of the world is a very 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 big issue of course very big issue yeah. Did you know that apparently after 40,000 people who are taken into the human trafficking rings, 15,000 of them are children who are never found again? Oh, good Lord. Never found again. Yeah. And those are only the numbers that we, we've heard reported from these rural areas where these people are saying, my child has gone missing. I've never seen them again. So we don't even know how many people don't actually speak up about what's happened to their kids. And, and, and it's not only girls, it's boys as well. It's young boys as well. Of course. All children are affected by it. That's horrific. Oh. Okay, Daisy's.live. We're back. Um, see what I mean? See what I mean about how she's just she's she's fantastic. She's a she's a an amazing young woman and I think she's gonna go far. So she will. I'm most mostly sure of that. Okay, well, uh, I think we're done for this week. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, especially reviewing movies with taboo. That was great. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to next week, and I'm sure we'll have some fun stuff. So uh, Absolutely. Next week is going to be super fun. We're going to review Tandav, the new series on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to review Tribunga, which is also releasing on Netflix. So, till then, it's a big bye from all of us. Stay safe. Take care. Wear a mask. <laughs> Stay safe, wear a mask. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye then.